We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Three thirty-five. Jeff Katz, News Radio WRBA. It is a Tuesday afternoon. I don't want you to worry. This rain is apparently going to clear out any time now, which would be wonderful. Coming up at five oh five this afternoon, our uh, dear friend and I, I, I tell you from the bottom of my heart, I think a true treasure, uh, one of Virginia's uh, greatest. Uh, Doug Wilder, former governor of the Commonwealth, will be here at five oh five and at five thirty-five. My namesake. Colonel Jeffrey S. Katz, the chief of the Chesterfield County Police. Colonel Katz will be with us as we talk about this decision by the Commonwealth's attorney down in Chesterfield to prosecute a whole slew of arrestees on a six on a sting operation related to folks who wanted to have sex with a kid. But there's one guy who, for whatever reason, Commonwealth's attorney said, nah, we're not going to prosecute this one. And it has raised, to put it mildly, a number of red flags. So Colonel Katz will be with us on that. I'll remind you that we have an open invitation out to Stacey Davenport. I think we've been uh, quite friendly over the years on this program. Uh, she's the, the uh, Commonwealth's attorney in Chesterfield. I, I like Stacey. I think she's a, she's a good, solid prosecutor. So I don't know why we're having such difficulty getting her locked down to appear on the program in this matter. But... We are working on it. We hear the term infrastructure a whole lot. And then if you're like me, you think, what exactly is infrastructure? I mean, you know, like the inside of a building. How do we do this? What's well, it's a pretty important thing. We have an assistant secretary for infrastructure protection inside the Department of Homeland Security. And the uh, the gentleman who was the sixth such person to hold that post is now the uh, vice president chief security officer at uh, Avangrid, which major utility company. And I'm so happy to say that Brian Harrell has made some time on his uh, rather busy schedule for us. Brian, thanks for being here. Hey, Jeff. Thanks for having me. So let's start with this infrastructure thing. What exactly is infrastructure when we hear that term used? Well, I think critical infrastructure are the things that make uh, the world go around. It's the critical services that we all depend on every single day. It's the uh, keeping the lights on. It's the systems that are cleaning our drinking water. It's major financial systems. It's wastewater treatment facilities so you can flush your toilet. It's major telecoms. It's satellites in the air. It's the things that we are all dependent on uh, from a life safety perspective every single day. It's the things then that, that, w- that are vital to us. Realistically, we don't really think about them because they're always there. 
Well, that's right. I think we live in a first world country. And so in a first world country, when you walk into a room and you flip on the lights, the assumption is the lights are going to come on. Uh, Yet today we have a number of adversaries out there that are hell bent on trying to destroy critical infrastructure. Let's talk about some of those players, Brian, because inside the Department of Homeland Security, you are obviously dealing with uh, with terrorist groups, nation states. I mean, everybody They just wanted to knock us out of the ballpark. But, you know, you're you're in that dreaded private sector now. Nice corporate job. They, they can't be bugging you guys, can they? Well, I would tell you that the, the threat is dynamic, yet it's kind of twofold. So I think there's nation state adversaries that are very focused on critical infrastructure. And then you also have the domestic violent extremists, both from the left and the right, that have infrastructure sites squarely in their crosshairs. So from a uh, nation state perspective, the number one concern is China. China is stealing our data, they're obtaining our secrets, and they're trying to leapfrog over the United States and our technology. I think also in contrast, we have Russia, whose main job, it seems, is to embarrass the United States government, pure and simple. Mm -hmm. As we've seen um, in some of the recent attacks, such as airports and even federal agencies, the tactics are pretty simple, like DDoS types attacks, uh, limited operational impact, but causing a major black eye for critical infrastructure owners and operators. And then lastly, you have North Korea and Iran, and they want to attack, yet their capabilities is somewhat limited currently. Brian Harrell is joining us, and uh, Brian's background uh, is is just uh, incredible. And I, I reference uh, Assistant Secretary over at the Department of Homeland Security, now the uh, Vice President, Chief Security Officer for for Avangrid. And uh, you talk about some of these nation states and and DDoS, right? Denial of service. All of a sudden, you go to your your website; it's not working, uh, and you're you're dealing with that. So. Are we talking about one, just one wacko sitting in a room going, oh, but I can bring this down? Or, or, or are we talking about an organized operation on the part of these nation states especially? Well, on account of, say, Russia and China and some of the other nation state adversaries that are out there, it's very organized. Uh, and they have critical infrastructure throughout the world uh, right in their crosshairs. This is a major way in which to take uh, society Uh, to their knees and have a real disruption uh, with uh, everyday citizens. So whether it's on the power systems, it's in the water systems, it's, uh, you know, the ability to flush your toilet, uh, they know that there's real impact when they target some of these systems. So no, it's not, um, you know, some knucklehead sitting in his basement uh, trying to disrupt. It's actually very organized. I'll call it armies of people overseas that are monitoring and they're focused on America's critical infrastructure. And let's talk about the, the, the energy sector in particular, because this obviously is something uh, near and dear to you. And we've got uh, a mutual friend who is facing these threats every day with another uh, big power company. Uh, it used to be, at least in my vision, people told me, well, you know, we're going to protect our energy company. So that meant GGG, right? Guards, guns and gates. That's what we did. Uh, you know, you can't break in here and saw down that uh, that, uh, that 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 big power pole. But again, these are continual online attacks designed to to just knock out a transformer here or or bring the whole system to their feet. Well, I think uh, a lot of adversaries would try to try and bring the, uh, the entire system to its knees. However, 
I'm very happy to report that a lot of good investment has been made over the last 10 and 15 years surrounding uh, cybersecurity, uh, very focused on industrial control systems and, you know, the systems that are pushing electricity from point A uh, to point B. So we have response plans. We have recovery plans. Uh, We exercise this on an annual basis, um, you know, really more often than that. And so we have great relationships with our federal law enforcement partners, national security partners to really understand what nation state uh, tactics, techniques and procedures are so that we can work to mitigate it before it becomes an issue. That's one of the, the, the very important parts, Brian. I'm so glad you referenced that. You as the uh, former assistant secretary inside of the Department of Homeland Security, uh, you've got to have that close relationship with uh, the federal alphabet agencies that are, that, that are tackling this on a daily basis. Well, that's right. And I think we're seeing that play out right now in uh, North Carolina. So yep. your, your listeners will recall just a couple of weeks ago, we had uh, gunshots go downrange into some very uh, expensive transformers in the Duke footprint. Uh, but we're seeing that replicated in South Carolina and Florida and Ohio and Washington. And so right now we have domestic violent extremists, those who are very interested in attacking uh, critical infrastructure, um, taking a, a page out of the you know, terrorism playbook, if you will, to try and target critical infrastructure. And the reason that they're doing this is because they know for a fact that it creates media attention. Mm-hmm. And that's really what they're trying to, to seek, uh, both on the left and the right. It is the media attention to bring attention to whatever issue they might have. That's a fascinating point. I'll remind everybody, Brian Harrell is joining us, the uh, former Assistant Secretary for Infrastructure Protection at the uh, Department of Homeland Security, uh, bringing media attention to it and embarrassment. You mentioned that earlier, that that even if it's just a little blip, the, the Chinese, the Russians love the opportunity. They seem to, to just revel in this opportunity to embarrass the West. Well, that's right. And I think um, it changes with administration, obviously. Mm-hmm. I think uh, you didn't see this so much with the previous administration. But with this administration, uh, they understand that um, uh, this kind of gets under the skin, if you will, of the White House. Yeah. Uh, it creates uh, a couple black eyes, some embarrassment uh, for the administration. The administration then is kind of rocked back on their heels and they're in response mode, uh, which is advantageous to nation state adversaries such as Russia in particular. Brian, uh, for those of us that are just kind of sitting here in our in our living room or, or our dining room or our office and we've got uh, we, we, we've got the Internet fired up, we're looking at that, we're playing some sort of game and texting with people on our cell phones and thinking, eh, this doesn't really doesn't bug me, doesn't it doesn't really concern me. We're completely wrong, are we not? Well, essentially, yes, because we live in the era of the Internet of Things. Everything yeah. that we do from the cell phone that I'm talking on right now to to uh, connected refrigerators and coffee pots and large distribution uh, lines coming into your house to feed you electricity, it's all connected, more and more so every single day. And so, uh, yeah, no longer is the consumer kind of inoculated from this nerdy issue that we call cybersecurity. Right. Uh, it has a real impact every single day, and you can watch it on the news every single night. Yeah. Is there a, a brand new mindset for cybersecurity professionals? Because if you are of my age, I hate to say it, but if you're you're 
55 years old. You can remember prior to, quote, cybersecurity. You know, he just wrote stuff down. We were all good. But but now the, the interconnectedness is so vital. And I look at the generational change uh, with my sons, especially. They have zero idea of what it was like before all of the devices were connected to all of the other devices. For them, uh, an attack like this, a crippling attack, man, that would be unbelievably devastating. Indeed. And, you know, technology is a great tool in the toolbox. And with all of these great tools also comes some very nefarious purposes as well. And so I think uh, law enforcement, national security partners, uh, the FBI, DHS, you name it, uh, they're very focused right now. A lot of investment being made on cybersecurity. Um, But it's not just the USG or U.S. government doing this in isolation. This really needs to, um, you know, come out to the masses and critical infrastructure owners and operators are very focused on it uh, as well. Uh, But, you know, your mom and pop shops and some of the small businesses uh, in and around Richmond really need to understand what is their cybersecurity posture and frankly, doing the basics when it comes to cyber hygiene, Uh, you know, good complex passwords, updating your uh, operating systems and just doing the basics can go a long, long way in keeping you protected. That's sort of the uh, uh, the bribery thing, right? Or the uh, the extortion thing, not bribery. Where where maybe you do, yeah, ransomware. Where you've got a small shop, you don't. You're not thinking about this. Somebody gets in now. All of a sudden, you have no access to your accounts. Do you really wire a million dollars to somebody in Eastern Europe? Do you just bang your head against the wall? I mean, what the heck? Well, the short answer is no. I will tell you though that uh, you know doing the simple, basic cyber hygiene can prevent a whole heck of a lot of the ransomware. But if you were to be targeted by that, immediately reach out to law enforcement partners, the Department of Homeland Security, who can help you rid yourself of the malicious malware and try and come back to homeostasis as quick as you can. Brian, I I can't tell you how much I appreciate you being here and uh, hope uh, we can reach out and kind of tap you for some insight uh, in the future. You're very welcome, my friend, and uh, you and all your, uh, your listeners, stay safe. Thank you, sir. That is Brian Harrell. He's the former Assistant Secretary for Infrastructure Protection of the Department of Homeland Security. Uh, this guy knows of what he speaks, and this is a huge issue. You, you may not have thought about it before now. i got to be very honest. Let me be brutally honest. I haven't spent a huge amount of time thinking about it until I have a friend of mine who uh, was part of the, uh, the federal government, FBI, goes into the, uh, the private sector. And then tells me, I mean, not details, but says, man, you, you wouldn't believe it. I'm dealing with the same nation state, same terror groups, same things that, that we had to deal with on the like the federal law enforcement side or the, or the military side. They're coming after private stuff. And then I hear these stories. Oh, well, somebody's got a store in Idaho. Is anybody losing sleep about a store in Idaho? But I got a buddy of mine who's like the king of talk radio in Idaho. Kevin Miller, one of the best, by the way. Uh, but I'll listen to Kevin sometimes and I'll hear a story about some poor person there in Idaho and, and they were locked out of their business's accounts. And the next thing you know, they're out of business or their kids can't. This is a, a, a vital cog in our overall conversation. And when we do talk about infrastructure, again, it's the things you and I just don't think about. We just assume they're going to be there. They're going to work. You're going to turn the switch. The lights go on. You're going to flush the toilet. eh, The water goes down and, you know, bad stuff goes away and nice fresh water comes up. Well, what if that doesn't happen? And you think about it, these armies uh, in Russia, Eastern Europe, China, 
full-time jobs for these guys. 24 hours a day, seven days a week, they clock in in the morning or at midnight, whenever they go to work, and that's all they're trying to do is bring down infrastructure here in the U.S. It's Jeff Katz, News Radio WRBA. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 